Is it on? Welcome to the Shant Show with your hosts, Curtis, Josh, Mario, and Jordan. So I just want everyone to know that crow tastes like chicken that you've dumped in the sewer. Um, it's gross, but I am eating a lot of it today. Coastal Carolina goes to the rock and destroys App State. I know it was a last second field goal that won the game, but Coastal Carolina looked like Coastal Carolina for the first time all season. I'm taking that Duquesne game off the record. That thing was, it was non-competitive from the start. And, you know, Alabama doesn't measure themselves about how good they do against Western Kentucky. So I know we're not on Alabama's level, but Coastal Carolina doesn't get that benefit either. I think that this is the best performance Coastal has put in against App State ever. They finally win in Boone. Um, they finally take care of business. And and I said it on the pregame episode, and it, it, it really resonated, and it really looked like we finally hit our stride. This was a team that competed on every play. This was a team that fought for each other. This was a team that gave a shit about each other. This was a team that wanted to win, knew what it took to win, and gave every single ounce that they could to win this game. It's one of the proudest moments I've had as a Chanticleer. And I know there's bowl games in there. There's other victories over App State. There's a victory over BYU. This one was something special. This one really feels like this was a turning point for this team, a turning point for the Tim Beck era early on. And it really, really has me looking way more positive at the season upcoming. Josh, what are your takeaways from Tuesday night? Everything, man. Like you said, the offense was clicking. Grayson threw for 373 yards, two touchdowns, kept it clean, no interceptions. The receiving core, Jamison Tucker, a 100-yard game. Sam Pickney was the the X that we need him to be. What do you have, seven catches for 102? And he he had effectively a touchdown. It was down at, like, the one-yard line. Tyree Duplessis stepped up with a big first down late in the, like, third quarter. Kendall Carr got in the end zone. We had seven people catch passes. The running backs. This is what we were talking about. Braden Bennett, 15 carries, 64 yards. Reese White, nine carries, 46 yards. C.J. Beasley, 10 carries, 45 yards. C.J. Beasley had the most important carry of the game, and it wasn't the one that slid at the one-yard line. It was on, like, second and nine. I posted it on Twitter, and he, he gets hit behind the line of scrimmage turns around, spins off a guy, breaks three more tackles, and then is able to get to, like, the 20. And Grayson McCall on that play threw a block, threw himself to the wind, and took out two App State guys. That play I put – when I said on Twitter, that play is a microcosm of, of the entire game and how much they want to win this game and everything coming together. Everyone stepped up. We had, like, 10 offensive players between the running backs and receivers and quarterback make plays. The defense was incredible. Keontae Lusk. Man, we'll, we'll do game balls, but, but he probably gets it for me. It was a full performance. We didn't get any sacks, but we got pressure. Corner stepped up. McDoom had a good game. Everything clicked. We said it was going to be close. They packed double the population of Boone into that stadium, all hating Coastal, all whatever, and we silenced them. We sent them home. We drank their beers that they threw at us. 
and we waved them back home so they could go buy their dip cans and eat it with their one tooth. So that's one of the proudest moments, if not the proudest, like you said, I've ever had as a Shauna Clear. And that was magical. It's not even close to the feeling that it was. Yeah, we'll talk about the fan behavior in Boone, North Carolina. And and I know that as Coastal Carolina fans, we can't sit on too high of a horse. But uh, I've never seen anything thrown from uh, from Brooks Stadium. So, listen, you can say everything you want to say, but uh, don't throw anything at student-athletes. It's absolutely ridiculous and a terrible look for you uh, toothless fucks. Jordan, your takeaways from Tuesday night. What do you got for me, bud? Well, first of all, first and foremost, I'm going to – Apologize to Tim Beck. Apologize to the to student athletes. I came on here and said we were going to lose, and I have to come back out here and 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 come out and say that I was wrong. You know, you know. Before last week, I had no hope. I didn't think that we had a chance going into Boom, but man, that first drive, man, it just after seeing that first drive and seeing how Grayson went three for three on that first drive. That told me right then and there, oh, these boys are locked in, and they're, they're going to try to go, come out of here with a win, and they did. Um, I look forward I look forward to seeing what this team can do the rest of the season because we literally said this was a must win, and these boys came out and they did that. They won this game. They went out there. They took care of business. You know, hostile environment. It's always tough playing up there in App State, and um, it felt like 20 – it felt like 2021. In a, in a sense, but we were on the opposite side of it. They they beat us the same exact way. It came down to three points, and we we were on the fortunate side of it. And, man, I can't – this guy doesn't get enough praise, and I don't think he's got enough praise in the past couple of days. But Tade Hensley, for this guy to come on – Liam Gray's been the starter the majority of the season. He comes on in this game, and he flat out balls out. I don't think he missed a single kick this entire game. So, K gets a lot of credit for this. I mean, we don't win this game without Cade Hensley. I'll be, I'll be real with you. But Grayson McCall, um, over 300 yards, I called it. I said he had to have 300 yards. Almost had three touchdowns. I, so, I was kind of pissed I didn't get that. But, man, Jamison Tucker, got to give him credit. Jamison Tucker stepped up in a big way. Um, a former walk-on. Yeah. Yeah, and he's from the upstate, too. He went to my old high school, Malden High School. Um, big shout-out to this guy. Um, it really, like you said, Curtis, this was a team effort. Seeing the way that these boys play, man, getting that win. And I got to shout-out a photographer, too, because she took this dope picture. I think her name is Hannah. And her name, I think I was on her page, and it says just it Hannah. Is. So I got to shout her out. She took a dope picture. I think it was Jared Brown and Jameson Tucker. They ran up to the student section of App State. They waved at them goodbye. And all you see is all those App State student section. All the students are just flicking off Jameson Tucker and Jared Brown. So I got to shout Hannah out for that dope picture she took. One of the coldest pictures of the year has to be. I'm I'm actually thinking about getting it up, like framed. I want to get like a big thing of it and get it framed because that, that's something special. Um, we might have to ask her if we can like partner with merch or something. That'd be tough. I'm telling you, I, I think that'd be great. But man, this was this was a this was a great win. We needed this. We got Arkansas State coming up, and then we got homecoming. So I feel very confident. If these guys play like this the rest of the season, I won't feel like we're gonna like lose out. I think that we'll have a chance of getting over six wins. If these guys can keep playing like this, man, 
But it's always good to get a win over your rival. And it's always good to to go in there to App State and win. We've never done it before. I think that was the last thing Grayson had on his list to do. He never won. No, Nobody's ever won in Boone. So that just solidifies his legacy at Coastal Carolina even more. But more importantly, you know, Tim Beck's first win, Sunbelt win, is against App State. I think he understands the severity of this rivalry. And for him to get his first Sunbelt win against App State, at App State, I, I can't be more happier for him. I can't be more happy for the coaching staff and these players, and I look forward to seeing what they do the rest of the season. Well said. Yeah, we said in the pregame episode that we were a little bit nervous that it would take a year for Tim Beck to understand the rivalry and understand how intense it was and understand what he needed to do. Um, that didn't happen. He knew this year. He knew on that bus ride up to Boone, North Carolina, what this meant, and he brought this team into a game in a hostile environment on a Tuesday night. I I don't know how much of our audience played sports or, or, or did that sort of thing, but when you're used to playing on Saturday night and then you have to play on a Tuesday, and keep in mind these are all student athletes, right? This isn't Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs being asked to play on a Thursday night where football's their whole life. They got class. They got assignments. They got papers due. You know, and, and it's Tuesday night. This is the night that they're supposed to be in study hall figuring out figuring out their calculus. And instead, they go to Boone, North Carolina. They're ready to play. Tim Beck has them ready to go. And calculus is out of their mind. And all they care about is beating the Mountaineers and that stupid-looking Yosef guy. And so, like, they did it. And, and it's super impressive for Tim Beck to have them ready to play because, honestly – a couple of games this year, they've really looked like they weren't ready to play and that they didn't care. They certainly did this week. Mario, what are your initial takeaways from Tuesday night? How impressed were you with this victory? I think it's a good victory for us. I really do, you know, and I'm happy that, because I mentioned in the podcast as well, I'm happy that he took this rivalry seriously and that he was able to go into Boone and win and and flat out beat App State two years in a row. Now they're going to have to wait another year. So I am really happy about it. It seems like the last two years, Coastal really has had App State's number, which is great. Now, before I get into the rest of this stuff, I just want to say something. I was happy with one, and then the next day, not going to lie, it ruined my mood because I had a nice little constant idea with Luke Combs and something called Coastia before we can post it. But it's okay. That's okay. It's okay. We both had the same idea. Y'all beat me to it. But I'm just letting y'all know, Coastal Football, if any of y'all are listening right now, you will not beat me to another idea again. Just letting you know that. Because now I have the password. I'm going to go in. I'm going to post that. And then the next day, you're going to be copying my idea. That's just the way this is going to work. I had a nice idea, and Coastal Football beat me to it. Well played. It's just not going to happen again. So that's why my mood got a little bit... um, it wasn't the same after the next day. And I was working too. So that just made it even worse. But we're here to talk about the game. But as far as the game, I think it was a really good game to get the momentum back on Coastal's side. You know, I'm glad that we got to beat them two years in a row. Again, like I already mentioned, that's a big accomplishment in itself. And I do believe that we played hard and we showed the fight that we have been lacking previously. Now, I'm not going to sit here and act like this team's perfect. I'm not going to sit here and act like I, just because of this one win, I expect us to win out. We have to take that momentum, and we have to carry it into these next weeks. Or else if we don't, you're looking at the same story that we already told before. 
There's one thing that really concerns me about this game, okay? And I want to talk about it. We outscored them 14 to nothing in the first quarter. The second, third, and fourth quarter, we got outscored 24 to 13. Now, again, our defense was clutch enough, and we talked about that too. We just didn't seem like an opportunistic team. Last game, we were an opportunistic team. If you go up against a team like James Madison and they outscore you 24 to 13 in those last three quarters, I guarantee you that you're not going to have a 14 to nothing lead over them. A team like that, you have to capitalize from quarter one to quarter four. And if you have a good quarter, if you have a good first quarter, you need to have a good second and third and fourth quarter as well. And that's just something that I think we let our foot off the gas a little bit, but we made a, enough clutch plays to get ourselves back in that game. And there was, and look, I don't like to give credit to like toothless fucks, but there's one guy on app state. I think his name is Thunderbird. Look, let me tell you something. I need to start seeing players hit like him. This man was go- this man was hitting, and I mean hit sticking like it was Madden twenty three. This guy, he didn't have he only had like five tackles, but they were like five meaningful tackles, and it just seemed like this guy was everywhere, causing pressure. He was he was hit sticking, so like credit to him, credit to him. But overall, you know what? It doesn't matter how hard you hit stick, it wasn't enough to beat the shots. So with that being said, I really am glad that we got this win. You know, I'm really glad that Yusef or Yosef, whatever his name is, I really honestly don't care because he's irrelevant at this point compared to Tonsi. I'm glad that he gets to go back to the mountains all sad with his head down. All those fans that were flicking off Jameis and Tucker, you know, I hope that they can cry about it in their room as they're looking at the poster of App State players on the wall. You know, uh, it's just a good day for, you know, App State player, uh, App State fans to, you know, be crying about sports. And I hope that we can do it against them for the next 10 years, just like they kind of were beating us like years and years like in a row. I just hope they get to understand how that tastes, understand how it feels to keep losing to the same team and knowing that the little brother is finally the big brother. You know that you guys are now the Lonzo Balls and we're the little brother. Know that we're superior to you guys, at least in the sport of football. So that puts a smile on my face. You know, I do think that the momentum is definitely going to shift into these future weeks, but they got to straighten out stuff. You know, the offensive line was serviceable. I do feel like in the run game, they were lacking a little bit. The pass game, they were a lot better. There's some things that we're going to definitely have to work on. We're going to have to fix. But for the most part, I think that this is a good step in the right direction for us to turn the season around. Yeah, I think this is the first stepping stone in changing the way that this season is perceived. We talk a lot about how this App State game is the only one that matters. You win that one, and the rest of the season you can lose the rest of the games, and it's still a good season. Like That's how much vitriol is in this rivalry, and I'm sure App State fans would feel the same way. Now, they all think that they're God's gift to football, so they'd be a little bit upset about you know not winning every game, but... Shit, I'm sure that if you asked enough App State fans, they'd feel the same way. You win against App State, especially in Boone, a place where we have never won, this season is a win. It's not going to feel nice to go 3-9 and nine if that's what happens, but you look back on it you say, yes, we beat App State in Boone for the first time ever. We beat App State, it's a good season. It's how it works. I'm happy. I Like, listen... I predicted Coastal Carolina to get blown out. (laughs) And I am the happiest guy right now because I just didn't believe that this team could do it. And that's on me. 
but I'm also so proud of this team for proving us wrong. It's something that they haven't done all season. We called out the offensive line after the first game of the season, and they were terrible. The rest of this, they've been terrible all the way through, right? They never at one point proved this wrong until Tuesday night. I want to give a big shout out to the offensive line. I know I'm always, always, always hard on you guys. But for the first time all season, you guys looked really good. There were a couple of plays where Jumper and McDonald didn't have good communication and a guy got through untouched. And, you know, after the first drive, I know we scored a touchdown, but there were a couple of plays on there that went negative. I really got worried. I think that they ironed out those issues. They got it figured out. And they put together a really impressive performance against a good App State uh, defensive line. Like, again, do I think they're the best offensive line in the Sun Belt? Far from it. But they showed exactly what we talked about in our preseason previews. If you guys are just competent, Grayson McCall will carry you. And 10 carried you last night. That's not to diminish the performances of Brayden Bennett. That's not to diminish the performances of any of the wide receivers. But holy shit, you saw why he's won three Sunbelt cha- Sun Player of the Years. That guy can ball. That play that was totally broken down, and, and, and it's, a, it's such a shame that it ended in a field goal and not a touchdown, but when he scrambles out of the pocket, starts running up towards the offensive line, and chucks it deep to Braden Bennett, who's behind the defense, that's the best play I've seen Grayson McCall make all season. And it's pretty close up there to being, it's probably in his top five plays uh, uh, of his Coastal Carolina career. It was incredible. And it's such a shame that it didn't end end in a touchdown. Um, and that drive ended up in a, in a field goal. But this is the performance that we know we could have gotten out of this offense all season. It's It's a performance that we know they're capable of and they just haven't shown it. And it proves to me that going down the stretch, maybe this is the team that we are. Maybe this is the team that Coastal Carolina is and will be for the rest of the year. Is 9-3 and three out of the question? Absolutely not. Do they have a tough road to get there? 100%. But damn, this team showed on Tuesday night that if, if you get everything going in the right direction, you get good play calling, you get good performances out of the offensive line, and shit, this team is unstoppable. This team, the sky is the limit. And it's it's so, so good to be able to say that. And and yes, uh just you know, to give a little follow-up on the on the, the pregame episode, my boss is an app state fan, uh, and she will have a coastal Carolina jersey on her desk when I get back to work. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> uh that has uh that has officially been ordered. Uh, and we'll be on her desk when I get back. I'm on a little bit of a trip right now, but uh, with her dentures case. Ooh, there you go. A nice little tube of toothpaste and uh, and a Coastal Carolina jersey. <laughs> Curtis, you are the goat for actually setting that up. Because please take a picture and send that to us because we're gonna do it. We're gonna follow it and put it on our page. Via <laughs> That'll time. be our new banner. <laughs> but yeah, so like. Like that's that's this rivalry in a nutshell is is you know we're close enough schools that you're gonna go to work with App State fans, and God is it gonna feel good to knock over their spit bottle and they remind them that in seven hundred and twenty two days now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Seven hundred and twenty two, and the beach chickens are way better than than the Mountaineers. 
Add another 363 more days until we play them again. We'll be at a thousand before we play them again, at least. So that we we'll have to do something about that. <laughs> we'll have to uh, we'll have to do a a, a t shirt that's just a tracker of uh, how many days since App State has beat us and it's just got an empty section where you can write on it and it's just 1,000, 1,500, 2,000. <laughs> I'm all about it. But yeah, this, this is, this shows what this team can do. We'll go over a stat that matters uh, a bad week for the boys, but, <laughs> but we'll, uh, we'll go over it. Nonetheless, Josh uh, has gone three weeks in a row uh, <laughs> with, uh, with Brown needing uh, 120 yards and a touchdown. Didn't get it. Only got 40 yards out of, out of JB 14, but, but uh, you know, still a, a, a good performance in taking away yeah, pressure. rushing for like, 40 or something too as well yeah yeah so um didn't quite hit there uh mine did not hit either i i, I thought if coastal carolina was going to win this game they were going to have to win it 66 to 59 like that's what i thought it was going to take so that's why my uh stat that mattered was so difficult and so high strung and that uh, they had to score on 75 percent of their drives they ended up scoring on 45 percent uh, and won this game so still that's not bad at all. A 50% rate of scoring is is pretty good on an F- FBS level. Mario, less than 300 yards or less than three touchdowns for App State. They scored three, so uh, we'll kind of we'll give them a half point on that one, but uh, that one did not hit either. Uh, Jordan, Jordan got it. <laughs> Grayson McCall, 300 yards. Uh, he did it. So that one hit, but uh, 300 yards and three touchdowns. So yeah, so we get we get a half point for Jordan, but <laughs> not a good week for stat that matters. Josh, I'll, I'll come to you. Do you think that this is the springboard that Coastal Carolina needed, or do you still need another week uh, of good performances before you truly are back behind this team? Do you think this was a one-off because of a rivalry? I mean, in a way, yes, because it's especially with how the schedule's lined up, and we have Arkansas State up next. I said earlier in the season, watching them with my own eyes, that they're one of the worst teams in the country. So if we can't beat them, then obviously you pretty much throw everything out the window. But if they can do that, and it's a good matchup too, it's I'm not going to say a tune-up matchup because they're in the Sun Belt, and I don't want to jinx anything, but we should be able to work everything that worked in this, apply it to that, and go forward. And if we win that, then I think we're back in the race. Um, James Madison plays Georgia Southern, so they can take a loss. There's there's a lot of tough matchups this week that teams in front of us can take a loss, and not to look too much into it, but all those teams have to play each other at some point. So at some point, if we keep taking care of business, you, you can start looking at that again. But no, I think this is exactly what we talked about. Look at the vibes now from even just us to where they were a week ago. And this is what we said. You beat this team the whole narrative changes it's on tuesday which if you lose sucks because then you go the rest of the week with that loss and then basically the whole rest of the other week until game day next saturday we get to enjoy this all week the confidence lasts longer we'll be on a confident like 12-day streak whereas some teams maybe are like five or six i think we said it before the game too whatever happens in this game is amplified by a thousand because of the effective bye week after it, and because it's App State. App State, pound for pound, is a better team than most of the teams left on our schedule. So you got to think about it. If we just take what we did, 
they implemented some read option. And I saw the triple option this week, which is another thing that we said in the post Georgia state game, I believe use what works in this offense. And they did maybe Tim Beck has had some more influence calling plays this week. And maybe that worked. There's thoughts that maybe Trickett hasn't quite grasped his vision for it, but all of that, we've been saying it for weeks. They did it. It worked. They won. Apply that. And I think Sky's back to the limit with this team. And yeah, this is a huge boost in confidence. You beat App State. It's the toughest team you have on the schedule for a couple of weeks at least. And yeah, take this and run with it, and, and we're going to be a problem. So I usually save this, uh, my soapboxes for after losses. And I want to get you guys' opinions. We'll go to Jordan first after this. But this is, um, I want to make a blanket statement that fan behavior, uh, is, is, is good. I want App State to hate us. I want App State to, you know, I want this to be a massive rivalry. But here's the thing don't ever, throw anything at a student athlete playing a game. Every single time that Coastal Carolina scored in this game, there were beer bottles, well, not bottles because they're not, but but beer uh, glasses being thrown on on the field. Um, There are Gatorade bottles, water bottles, beer cans, everything. Every time the Coastal scored, you would see ESPN pan to, to the guy who had just scored, and there, here comes a, a, a water bottle flying past his head. I need the Sun Belt to take action. I need the Sun Belt to step up and say that it's unacceptable that this happened. And, and I know that that's, I, I said it earlier in the episode, that's, you know, awful high for, <laughs> for a Coastal Carolina fan uh, who our fans are famous for quite literally <laughs> every game. We do like a, a fuck uh, Marshall chant or, or a fuck Georgia State, but like I I don't care about words, I really don't. Um, as long as they're not you know racist, sexist, homophobic, all that shit. Um, words are words. Be rivals, hate us, but when you're endangering the safety of student athletes, I need the Sun Belt to step up and do something in this situation. And I, I need I need you guys to keep your dentures uh, with you and not throw them at the student athletes. So, you know, remember that. But, yeah, I, I need the Sun Belt to really step up and take action. Jordan, how do you feel about that? Do, do you think I'm on the right course there? Do you think I'm overreacting? Or, or is that something that you saw as well? No, absolutely not. Because when you think about that scenario that plays out, you could have possibly – those are in danger at that, at that point. And I feel like – you know, what if any of those beer bottles would have hit one of our players or any of our coaches? Then it's a whole scenario. It's a whole scenario where, you know, that's assault in a in a in a sense. You know, that could be like a charge, and that's arrest. So, I I first and foremost, every time you know players leaving the, the field should be um, a a main objective. Like there should be no way. We should have to worry about player safety for the players or the coaches. And I feel like you're absolutely right, Curtis. I think that the Sun Belt definitely needs to take action into it. And I think that, you know, if there is anything that can be done, something should be done. But App State fans have to be so much better than that. You know, anytime that we've won, 
we've gotten up, we left the stadium, and that's it. We've never thrown anything at them. We've never done anything like that towards them. So I feel like it's a respect factor in the end of the day. You got to respect us. We respect you guys to somewhat an extent, so you should try to respect us as well. But, you know, we've, we we have stormed the field on them. But that's college that's college football. That's that's the pageantry of college football. We can do that. You know, any team would do that. But we've never thrown anything at them, and I think that they should be much better. You know, it's not like it used to be. They just need to accept that. You know, they're not the best team in the Sun Belt anymore, and, you know, they need to be a lot better than that. And I think the coaches and the players need to tell them to not be that type of fan base because that was a bad look. Like you said, ESPN called some of that, and they had to leave out of it because of what they were doing. But they have to be a lot better than that. Everything you said, you you can't do that. We've stormed the field on them, but we we were too busy doing that, not throwing things, and not especially not during the game. They would have stormed the field had they beat us. I I truly believe that, just because that's how big of a rivalry it is. But when you're throwing lemons, make lemonade, and I think that's what Evan Jumper did by chugging that beer that was thrown at him. And shout out to him. If they're gonna do it, do it like. Make, take advantage of it. Get, get a nice cold one after the game. You earned it. And there's the video of Grayson walking off the field into the tunnel, and, and they're throwing stuff at him. They're screaming at him, crazy stuff. And he had to put his helmet on just to walk under the tunnel. He knew he, he's been there long enough, luckily, but he literally put his helmet on, back on. It was off. He put it back on so that he could walk through that tunnel because he knew he was going to get pelted. So, yeah, I think there's no place for that. And we, we don't do that. And and they do, and I guess they don't learn manners up there. Boom. Yeah, yeah. Every everything we basically said is true, and I'm and I'm gonna stick by it. When I was watching the game, some of these fans were wearing like black and yellow stripes and like overalls and everything. And I'm gonna be honest, they looked like clowns. Okay, they really did. They looked like clowns. I'm looking and I'm saying to myself, like, is a circus in town? It's one thing to look like a clown, but it's another thing to act like one. And I'm gonna be. I'm, I'm gonna tell like a tiny, tiny story. Usually, when I'm like watching like sports, if I'm watching it with like my like my grandparents, especially my grandmother, she'll look. And when somebody and when one of these fans like acts stupid or they all they, they they just don't like you know, they look goofy. My 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 grandmother will say these are and these are our future leaders. Well, if she looked at the game against App State, then the future leaders don't look too bright. You know what I'm saying? But then again, most likely, most of them are gonna the ones who were throwing the. The stuff on the field, at least most of them, they don't got to worry too much about the future. That's probably why they were throwing stuff on, on the field. But in all seriousness, though, it's just not right. You know what I'm saying? And the, and the sad thing is, too, if Evan Jumper wanted to, he could have picked up a bear can and throw it back at him. But who would have got charged? Evan Jumper, because he is a student athlete and they would have had consequences thrown at him. And I'm not prohibiting and I'm not and I'm not. Con- condemning an athlete throwing something back or a fan throwing it at them. But we knew we know that if Evan Jumper threw that bear bottle at somebody or bear can, it would have been a whole different story. So the NCAA, the Sun Belt, definitely, and, and just sports in general, honestly, if you want to talk about the topic in broader range, they got to tell these fans, hey, look, you don't have the right to keep throwing stuff on the field. You don't have the right to put your hands on an athlete. You don't have the right to do any of these types of things. And at the end of the day, we talk about this rivalry a lot. We don't like App State, but at the end of the day, the sun's going to come up. It'll be another day, and it, and we just shouldn't be acting the way that we are. You know, at the end of the day, it's a rivalry. We can say all the words that we want, like Curtis said, unless they're like 
sexist, racist, homophobic, anti-Semitism, whatever, all, all that type of stuff. But at the end of the day, you got to stop and think, you know what? It's a college football rivalry. Yes, it's big, but is it bigger than what we're doing right now? And the incidents that were happening in Boone, it, it's just not, it's, it's, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not worth it. So I think that the Sun Belt, like Curtis said, the NCAA, the sports in general need to lay stricter laws on the, and rules on these fans. Like, yo, cut the shit out, basically. You know, maybe every single time, before a football game, you'll see on the Jumbotron how, like, we'll talk about we don't condemn all of this stuff. Maybe App State needs something like that. You know, maybe their players need to create a little video package just to tell their fans who maybe have two teeth to let them know, hey, stop throwing stuff. At, don't, don't, don't do this type of stuff. You know, don't like, you know, just behave properly like normal people would. I know it's App State. I know it's Boone. I know most of them didn't look normal that night, but act like a normal human being. That's all I got to say. Yeah, they might be the future leaders of the world, but they damn sure ain't the future dentists of the world. So at least I don't have to worry about them uh, screwing up my uh, my uh, my implant, you know, in the future. I ain't got to worry about none of that. I ain't got to worry about them throwing something at my head to knock me out instead of using the nitrous. You better hope not one App State alum becomes a dentist, Curtis. You better hope that you don't have that dentist or your teeth will be messed <laughs> up like theirs. <laughs> never would never would that's my first question for a new dentist is where'd you go to school app state no you did not and i'm out of that office um <laughs> so uh we'll move into uh to players of the game we'll give out our game balls we haven't done it it's a segment we haven't done in a while mainly because this team hasn't really deserved it um i'm not giving out a game ball for beating the shit out of duquesne um and then you lost back-to-back weeks and didn't look particularly good anyway so We'll get back to it this week. Uh, my game ball is going to Grayson McCall. Obviously, he had an insane game. Uh, it's tough to beat number 10 when he's on his game, and, and I think that that's uh, super deserving. Uh, like you said, Jordan, he finally crossed everything off of his list uh, as as a Coastal Carolina quarterback. He's won a bowl game. He's won a Sun Belt championship. He's led him to, to being ranked in the AP Top 25 and even in the college football playoff Top 25. He's led this team to higher heights than they could have ever imagined. And the one thing on his list was not beating App State and Boone, and that's gone. So this the game ball absolutely deserves to, to go home with number 10. Josh, who gets your game ball this week? I said it earlier, but it's going to be a, the combination on just this one play of Keontae Lusk transfer from TCU and Abraham T. Money third, great name, from Erskine transfer. Was it D2 a year ago? Somehow, some way, after we don't punch the ball in on fourth down at like the six or seven yard line, maybe the 12, we give up first play right after that. We give up this 60, 70 yard pass or whatever it was, and they chase him down. Keontae Lusk has the most textbook punch of the football I've ever seen. And it pops out, and of course it goes like, 10 yards out and right towards the sideline. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. We are going to force a fumble. We're not even going to get the ball back. And Abraham T money the third somehow slides, gets his feet in, gets his elbow down and controls the football all in like 0.7 seconds. They review it. They call it a fumble on the field, which was huge, but you, you look at it and he had his feet down. He had the tip of his elbow down. I'm not sure it would have been over turn had they called it the other way on the field but that play and then we go right down the field and win the game and I think the way that we won the game with a 
walk-off field goal and with C.J. Beasley sliding at the one, I think that play somehow gets overlooked. And that's why we won that game, because they stepped up. Those two dudes made a play and really gave us the chance again. After after blowing the play, they they go make a play. So shout out Keontae Lusk and Abraham T. Money the third. They get my game balls, and they're the reason why we won this game, in a sense. Jordan, your game balls. I got to give a shout out to my boy, Jamison Tucker, former walk-on from, from the 864. Got to show love to him. Him and Brayden Bennett, both 864 boys. I got to show love to both of them. Jameson Tucker, wide open, 51-yard touchdown from Grace McCall. Um, he played great. And, you know, him and Sam Pinckney both had over 100 yards in the game. But, man, Jameson Tucker made some great catches in the game. And, man, it, it, it really wouldn't have – I don't think the upset would have happened if some of those plays that Jameson Tucker made wouldn't have been uh, made. And I have to also say uh, Braden Bennett because Braden Bennett – 65 yards rushing, had that first quarter touchdown. Um, so I'm repping the 864 boys. I got to give it to Braden Bennett and uh, Jameson Tucker for sure. Last game ball, we come to you, Mario. Yeah, I mean, you guys basically mentioned everybody. I'm, I'll give Kate Hensley that game ball. Obviously, he deserves it. You know, for the first time this whole season, I kind of felt secured at, at that kicker position. And it's no disrespect to Gray again. You know, he's been in the funk, but we'll think, we think he'll bounce back. We, we do, you know. But Kate Hensley really stepped up, and he really did what he was supposed to do. He obviously he hit, he kicked the game-winning field goal. He had a good kick before that as well. He was very, very solid out there. And you know what? Shout out to, I want to say uh, Travis Trickett, but there was also sources, according to Josh, that Tim Beck got his hands a little bit in that, in that offensive playbook. So shout out to, to whoever was running that offense. You know, you guys finally did not look stagnant, you know? You guys finally were the backup that we needed you guys to be. You guys finally looked like the offense that you were supposed to be. And and shout out to Kendall Carr as well. You know, the tight end, it's been a little lackluster this year. Last year was definitely lackluster. It's a little better now, but shout out to Kendall Carr, you know, finally getting that one big play. And I hope that one big play opens up a bunch of opportunities for him because I'm telling you guys, if we can get these tight ends in this, this offensive game plan a lot more, if these tight ends can become a big part of it, we're going to be a scary offense. I do believe that is truly one of the very few missing pieces in this offensive game plan that could really help it soar. So I would say Cade Hensley, number one, offense, whoever was running the offense, number two, and Kendall Carr, number three. He had that really good touchdown. I don't think people talk about it. Yeah, I think uh, I think those are all great choices. So we'll go ahead. We'll wrap it up there. We've got a couple of episodes coming your way. Um, I know this is kind of sort of Coastal Carolina's bye week. It's weird playing on a Tuesday night. Um, but essentially, uh, we've got the Sun Belt episode. And then early next week, we'll come to you guys with a special episode. We'll pick our winners and losers from about the halfway point of the college football season. We'll do a national episode and we'll do a Sun Belt episode. Then you'll get your regularly scheduled pregame episode headed into uh, a trip to Jonesboro to play the Red Wolves. So be on the lookout. Um, as always, we're, we're very active on on Twitter and on Instagram. So follow us there uh, on X at the Shant Show on Instagram at Shant Show. Um, interact with us there, and and we do have a T-shirt shop. So the link to that is uh, is in the bio of our Twitter and our Instagram. So take a look at that. So. As always, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Sean's up. Fire Cliff Ellis. Yeah.